0: Called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis and I'm with my lovely wife Rachel, and we are your hosts. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling the how, what, when, where, and why. We want to affirm and encourage you in this journey, challenge and inspire you to take it all to new heights, and we want to celebrate everything you get to experience along the way. This podcast is sponsored by Apologia Educational Ministries. Go to apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Today's show is titled Three Reasons to expect another spike in the homeschooling population. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. So in 2020, you had the COVID pandemic, all 60 million students in the United States were brought home for two months to school at home or homeschool or do some kind of format. And many people experienced homeschooling of some form for the first time and realized this is actually good for our family. We we should actually try this. And so all kinds of surveys started coming up saying that 20%, 40%, some even said 50% of people were seriously considering homeschooling by the fall of 2020. Well, in the end, it was not nearly that high of a percentage, but because the homeschool population was relatively small at 3 million of the 60 million students, it doubled. There's now roughly 6 million students that are homeschooled far surpassing private schools Mm -hmm. so that held steady in the 2021 to 2022 school year so as we approach fall of 2022 people are asking what's going to happen with homeschooling is it going to go up down hold the same and today we want to offer three reasons that we believe are actually realistic possibilities why homeschooling could surge again and it's not just because we're proponents and advocates these are three objective reasons why you could we could expect to see that
1: yeah and you know the conferences we've been at this year some of them have boast of percentages as high as 40 percent of the attendees were brand new or checking out homeschooling so I think those numbers would support the theory that we might be looking at another surge this fall. And, and I'm just gonna say, <clears throat> some of these, of the three reasons we're gonna give you, some of them have been sort of under the radar for a while and demanding attention. And I think it's worth suggesting that God is sovereign over all things. And I believe, and I know you believe, that God has given the responsibility of the education and the discipleship of our kids to parents. And so that, that has been overlooked by a long time, and especially heartbreakingly, in my opinion, by Christians who have abdicated their responsibility to, to disciple their children through home education. And so we really believe that these three reasons are three invitations by the almighty mm-hmm, to right. draw people in to home education and, and i just want to review too we've talked in another episode about three reasons why people start homeschooling one is beautiful and it's not even why we started but we've known people who started homeschooling because of faith even before some of them i knew wanted to homeschool when they were pregnant with their first child that was their vision for their family so by faith they wanted to home educate but there's two other reasons um, that we've seen huge um, um, in significant ways in 2020 certainly and that is out of fear so some people started home educating out of fear and then some people started doing it because they felt forced like they didn't have another choice and so as we go through these three reasons today why we think there might be another surge it's interesting to consider where these three lie in
0: right comparison
1: to those three reasons
0: right and none of the reasons we're going to present today have anything to do specifically with covid or pandemics which is part of what the catalyst was in 2020 so the first is the woke agenda Uh, the public schools have already been failing academically for decades a long time And they were becoming uh, less godly, um, less patriotic, uh, less good (laughs) morally uh, in so many ways. Virtue was
1: not taught or or held high. Right, so that
0: was what I would call the slow boil. But it almost seems odd to me, but it's happening. In the last two or three years, the woke agenda piece with uh, transgenderism, and teaching sexual perversion to not just older k-12 kids but younger k-12 kids has become so aggressive that y- you can't ignore it and we can't be silent on it because there there are kids at stakes right there this is serious business and so the whole woke agenda is certainly i'll, I'll say starting to make uh, waves in terms of Getting p- parents' attentions, I, it it shouldn't just be starting. It should be so blatantly obvious that should be more than enough reason to get your kids out of the public system. Uh, but that's that's one big reason. Do you want to comment additionally on the woke agenda? Being well, I just a I, I, it's been
1: there for a, a lot longer. I mean, you and I have listened to a couple of podcasts on the history of public education, and it's it's startling when you review and look at a history and see how long. I mean, you gotta give the left, you gotta give them credit for patience. This has been the long march for them to get into the educational system and literally indoctrinate a generation with this ideology. And it's gone undetected and unnoticed, although there have been signs of it along the way, by and large, the ease of, and, of putting your kid on a bus, and abdicating responsibility, and just assuming that the experts at the building have your best interest, and your standards, and your values, in in mind when they're educating your children. I mean the the um, the real woke agenda has just been revealed in right. the last two years. Right. It's like the cover's been thrown off and unfortunately i think initially we were all like oh my goodness this is so awful this is so terrible but then somehow somehow when put on the scales between the ease of the school bus and the agenda somehow the easiness of it and the idea that you know it was good enough for me it was good enough for my mom and dad people are still willing to to just say you know what it's going to be okay we'll talk about it when they get home we'll take them to church on Sunday they'll get involved in youth group and it's like no 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 a thousand times no this is more serious than that
0: well and that's what that's what gets me is um, when the homeschool population was three million that represented about five percent of the student population now that it's about six million or ten percent of the population okay it's doubled but it's quote only 10% and that's true among Christian families as well I I personally don't understand why it's not 90% of Christian families have their kids in private or homeschooling and not in the public system just on the woke agenda piece alone yes
1: it's very concerning to me that we're not more aware of the seriousness of the of the charge to disciple our children i mean given to moses to the people and which echoes across the generations of god's people that we are to teach our children diligently who god is what he's done what he expects how to live that we are blessed as god's people to what be a blessing but unless we latch on unless we teach our children who god is and about the truth of his word, the truth, not one of many truths, but the truth, we are really not carrying out the mandate we've been given. Right. And that's very concerning to me. Um, and, and really the question I would ask, if perhaps you've tripped over this podcast or someone's recommended it to you and you're, you're just like on the fence, you just don't know to homeschool or not to homeschool, I gotta ask you, what would it take what would it take with this kind of a, uh, ideology being indoctrinated intentionally by these ideologues who are intent on teaching these kids principles that are in stark contrast to those in the Bible? You, and you need to consider what would it take? What right. is it that would make the difference to you? Because we've got to make sure that we are training our children to love the Lord their God with all their heart soul mind and strength and we, we've got to get back to that
0: right well and I love the way you asked the question what would it take if it's not the woke agenda then try to imagine what it would take just hypothetically uh, I think that's a good exercise so let's go to the second reason which is what I'd call a, an interesting practical reason and that is there's all kinds of predictions based on Uh, information that people have at their fingertips that there's going to be a severe teacher shortage in public schools this fall. Mm. The teachers are fed up. Uh, They don't have as much control. It's a profession that most people go into for the calling and then find that their hands are tied and they can't fulfill the vision that they had for being a teacher. And so uh, then they're also literally afraid of their for their own safety we did a podcast a while back about a teacher who had a five or six year old bite them Uh, I mean the the kids are angry and you can go back and listen to that but the point is teachers are leaving one reason because they're they're not able to fulfill their mission the way they envision it they're afraid for their own safety and it's it's just a mess and so they're saying you know what i'm going to retire early or i'm young and just started but i got to find a different career this is not the one i can do long term so imagine what would happen if you take your kids to drop them off on the first day of school this fall and you find out that instead of your son or daughter being one of 25 or 30 in a class they're going to have to double up and there's going to be 50 or 55 kids in the classroom, but hey, we brought another assistant in to, to try and help in the mobile home additional unit or whatever whatever or, kind of scenario they're trying to solve this with. Or
1: they're going to keep the class to 25. There's going to be a monitor in the room, and the teaching's actually going to happen on a big screen
0: right. in the room, you
1: know, because the teachers, they're going to centralize all of the teaching, and you've got kids that are just watching a screen all day, and there's a monitor to make sure everything... I mean. You Who knows how they'll try and this. solve this? Yeah, and this is a serious thing. And you know, full disclosure, I was a secondary ed teacher. I went to college because I had a passion for young people, and I wanted to influence the next generation. And I was a teacher in the great state of Texas, and there were many things that we we signed on to. And you know, this one, when would this have been? 1989, mm-hmm. um, when I was teaching in Texas, and then I also taught in Ohio I didn't have to sign off on LGBTQ I didn't have to sign off on woke agenda I didn't have to go to faculty training sessions on all of this junk all of these lies that I had to actively teach in my classroom I was I was dedicated to training up the next generation I was not in a private school private Christian school I was in the public sector and I wanted to help those kids. But a lot of the good teachers are realizing that their hands are getting tied tighter and tighter. And they, they don't have those opportunities. And for those who are staying in the fight, I salute you. Because those kids do need a bright light in such a dark place. But by and large, I believe that the public system is broken. And the time has come for Christian parents to get their kids out and bring them home so that we can do what God has called us to do I'm not advocating I'm not guaranteeing that bringing them home and home educating is easy but I do believe it's the right thing to do for our children
0: and so now that leads us to the third reason we would anticipate a, another spike in homeschooling and that is the fact that we are officially in a recession So a recession is defined as two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth and that has occurred as of June 30th so what happens during a recession which is different than the market going down which just for what it's worth the market the stock market has seen its biggest decline in the first six months than it has seen in decades in any of our lifetimes and so both of those acting together, inflation, rising energy prices, uh, a stock market crashing, and a literal recession. You, you got bad economic news. And during a recession, what typically happens is people lose jobs. One of the best ways to look at it is, are we in a recession or not? If you're employed, you're not in a recession. If you're unemployed, you're in a recession and more people will be unemployed during a recession as companies shrink uh, and have to lay lay people off. And so there's already announcements of people uh, and large companies planning layoffs. uh, And then you're gonna have your small companies that are just forced to because people aren't buying because of all this economic bad news.
1: And so that that translate into homeschooling numbers for one of two reasons. One, mom is now home maybe she's lost her job, and there's an opportunity to home educate in a way that would not have otherwise presented itself. Or two, um, the private school tuition now is no longer an option to pay because one or both parents are no longer employed. And while home education is is not necessarily free, there are very inexpensive ways and far less expensive ways than private school tuition to effectively and really well educate your kids at home. There's lots of resources. We've got them available at Apologia.com. This can be done. And so I know that I talked to several moms this year who had reduced hours due to COVID, right? Their office came home and then their jobs in some instances were completely eliminated. And they would always wanted to homeschool right and now they had their chance and they got their feet you know in the the shallow end of the pool so to speak and now they're jumping in right so this economic moment could be another opportunity another invitation from God to give something a chance that maybe you never thought was an option
0: right because we we saw this happen in 2008 during that uh, recession because People lost jobs. They couldn't afford private school anymore. And there was a, a noticeable spike in the number of homeschoolers in 2008 and nine. Now, you didn't have all these other things happening. You didn't have the teacher shortage. You didn't have uh, the major woke agenda being so aggressive. And you certainly didn't have post-pandemic rings of fear for being forced uh, to make this decision. But a, a recession and bad economic news definitely can cause people to uh, consider homeschooling in a brand new way.
1: Well, and I do want to speak directly to this because, and this is another episode that you can look up, but Davis and I walked through two years of unemployment where we had no income coming in. So for me to say that it's a great opportunity to consider home educating your family in an economic crisis, this this is something that we've walked through. This is water that we know. And I'm going to tell you, rallying together as a family for our kids to see us wrestle through that, what could only be described as an economic crisis for us as a family. We didn't know how we were going to buy groceries. We didn't know where dinner was coming from, how we were paying the mortgage. It was a real economic crisis for us as a family. But for us to be at home together and for the kids to see us wrestle through that. Continue on in family worship. That was a powerful time for our family. And so, if that's something that you're facing, again, I think this is an invitation to lean in, to trust, to obey, and to see what might God do.
0: That's a great way to wrap up this conversation for today. So, thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time. And if you liked what you heard, please write a review, share with your friends, or send us an email. That would be podcast at apologia.com. This is Let's Talk Homeschool. And we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. We want to thank our sponsor, Apologia Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the number one publisher of creation-based curriculum for homeschooling families with hundreds of number one awards. Now that's impressive, but more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.